0: The electronic, the electronic Intifada. intifada. intifada the Electronic, the intifada. electronic intifada. intifada. This is the Electronic Intifada Podcast. In Oakland, I'm Nora Barrows Friedman with the Electronic Intifada Podcast. Human rights activists in Durham, North Carolina, recently campaigned the local city council to drop its contracts with the British Danish security firm G4S over its role in the prison industry across the U.S. and at Guantanamo Bay and its ongoing contracts with the Israeli military and Israel's prison systems, where Palestinian women, children, and men are routinely detained and tortured. Joining us to talk about their participation in the campaign to drop G4S in Durham is Jade Brooks, a member of Jewish Voice for Peace, and Kay Robert Volkvain, a retired Presbyterian minister. Both were part of a coalition of local civil rights and human rights activists in Durham. Jade and Kay Robert, thank you so much for being with us on the Electronic at Defada podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So, talk about this campaign and this latest news, uh, which comes after last winter's victory when the city said it was dropping G4S over its role in the Israeli prison system. Can you take us back to last November and how that culminated in the city officially passing on G4S just last week?
1: Sure thing. So one quick correction. Our our victory was actually um, with Durham County, which is a little bit confusing here because we live in a city where the county and city are almost one. Um, So last November, after about a year-long campaign, the county commissioners voted to basically end their contract with G4S that they had had for about 13 years and open it up again for bidding. So they sent out a request for proposals and a number of companies, we heard about five to seven, um, put in bids for that security contract, including G4S. So most recently, just last week, the county commissioners officially chose a different um, company, Old Dominion Security Services, which is a local southern regional company that has agreed to pay its workers a living wage and consider um, rehiring the G4S workers. So it was a victory most recently because G4S um, with the the contract was taken from them, they reapplied and they did not receive the contract again. So it was sort of a hit it
0: home. And can you talk a little bit about why you targeted G4S and the role that G4S plays not only in the local community, but nationally and in Palestine?
1: Um, So G4S um, had held a security contract in Durham County for a long time when they were Wacken Hut, so even before G4S bought, bought that company. And they basically provide private security at some of our county buildings and parking lots. And so when we started the campaign, we didn't really know the extent of that, but it turns out it's all our libraries um, in the county, as well as the Human Services Building, which is where people go to get food stamps, to see social workers, to do all kinds of things, to access county services. So for us, um, you know, we started the campaign very much um, as a coalition of people interested in BDS from Jewish Voices for peace to other local peace groups to Palestinian communities locally um, that we you know we're responding to the call from Palestinian political prisoners but we also wanted to use this campaign as an opportunity to say why are we spending our county money which could go to all kinds of things um, on security and on more security at our libraries than we might need. Um, And we, you know, in the course of the campaign, really found out the extent of that kind of company policing and private security that we just hadn't known before, and really tried to use our campaign as a way to bring attention to that and how it was shaping our community as well.
2: I was drawn into this particular campaign because the church that my wife goes to and that I go along with her, I am part of a committee called the Shalom Shalom Group, and they they asked me to come in and be part of them because of my specific interests in BDS. Because I was very involved in the 80s in the anti-apartheid movement. Because I am originally from South Africa, and so when this opportunity came, and I was, I saw it as an opportunity to to really uh, add my voice and my experience to this group of very, very articulate, very committed. But young people, okay. so they. <laughs> but they, they don't know. They have not, no, no, history. None of them were in German when we fought the apartheid system through the BDS. And uh, while the campaign sort of uh, went almost for me, sometimes uh, either in the young, and sometimes we, we. I think the people, not you know, the TV people, but. Uh, outside people sort of didn't realize that this is basically an, a a part of the campaign to get Israel to act more humanely or not act more humanely but to give the Palestinians the freedom I never give the freedom but to uh, to have a, a opportunity to be part of such a group I was really uh, very impressed with these young people and some others who uh, who gave me a sort of a new lease on life. I'm an old fellow, with have got great beard and my joints are aching but you know, I, I get some energy from them,
1: especially in this issue. One of the things we discovered in the course of our campaign was that through the work of K. Robert and Desiree and many others who fought the South African um, apartheid during the 80s, our city council here in Durham had passed a resolution saying that they wouldn't do business with any, you know, with apartheid South Africa. And it was really specific, like they weren't going to buy batteries and all this kind of stuff. We were able to use that as precedent for them taking action on G4S. Um, and so it was really, we were felt like, sorry, we were building on the work that had been done in the 80s.
0: You're listening to the Electronic Intifada podcast. Visit us online at electronicintifada.net or follow us on Twitter at Intifada. The Electronic Intifada. The electronic intifada intifada Electronica. Electronic Intifada. We're speaking with Jade Brooks of Jewish Voice for Peace and Kay Robert Volkvane, a retired Presbyterian minister in Durham, North Carolina, um, Jade and Kay Robert, can you talk a little bit about the political connections that uh, were being made throughout your coalition building and, and the campaign and throughout this process in terms of connecting uh, the U.S. prison industrial complex and the mass incarceration of Palestinians and why these connections are important to make uh, at this point?
1: Well, I think what, one of the ways, um, what we found is there's, a number of ways to build alliances and build coalition. And some of those moments come when you least expect it. So our campaign to drop G4S, we were really able to try and connect, you know, the BDS call and why we were doing this work with how security was happening in our county. But we also knew that our campaign couldn't do everything. Our campaign... Um, you know, it wasn't trying to change the way policing happens in our county, something we, many of us care a great deal about. It wasn't ending conditions at the jail. Some of us also many care a deep amount about. So we had to be careful and strategic about what we were really calling for and fighting for and how as an organization um, of Jews and allies dedicated to ending the occupation of Palestine, we could show up in solidarity in terms of the Black Lives Matter movement locally, in terms of other work around policing and security in our county. Um, And some of that actually the most powerful moments recently have happened last summer during the assault on Gaza. We were able to plan a march and a rally, both in Durham and in neighboring cities, um, you know, where where lots of activists and organizers spoke um, about the connections between black liberation and Palestinian liberation. And queer rights, and you know, students' rights, and how um, you know the same kind of policing is happening here as in Palestine. And there's a lot of collaboration there. So we thought of our campaign as one way to do that, and we also look for opportunities to do it by supporting the ongoing work of Black leadership in our town.
2: Yeah, all I can say is that last night, for me, uh, we had a wonderful gathering, which was uh, which was a sort of a combination of debriefing of looking at what we've done, but more importantly, of celebration. We have to celebrate our small victories. I mean, we haven't changed a thing in terms of what what uh, Jay just spoke about. Our jails are still full to the, to the brim. Mm-hmm. And uh, a Palestinian, the Palestine movement is, uh, is still on, but it's not anywhere near. I can see that that's going to be free. But I personally thought it was a very important for us to celebrate the victory and At last night's gathering, we actually talked about what's next, and do we go and and as a group, or this particular camp uh, group at, at the campaign, are we going to go and add our voices, our our, our uh, energy to the other the other organizations that are working specifically on this or do we stick more clearly to the BDS as it as it? Uh, Affects Palestinian people,
1: and so yeah, that's definitely that's an ongoing conversation. And we also, you know, during the campaign, we discovered how really what this role of company policing can do in our community. Mm -hmm. um, You know, which is basically private police who have the same powers as police. They can arrest people. They have guns. You know, and we were able to do um, sort of like a records request and get cases where they had actually arrested people for not doing anything just for trying to go get food stamps and they, they they thought this one guy had a gun and they searched him he didn't have a gun but then through that altercation they ended up arresting him he ended up going to the hospital so we really like pushed on the county commissioners where is the accountability to community with this contract who's overseeing it how are you making sure that people's rights are being protected when company police, you know, what, what are the protections that we really have against that? And we got support from lawyers in town and different activists who wanted to shed light on that role and, and how in many places in our community, private police are allowed to operate. So we've encouraged the county commissioners, though they've chosen a new vendor, to really call for a community forum and get more voices from the community to decide how that contract is going to run. Um, and just educating people that it actually exists and that, you know, if you're going to the library, you're under surveillance. Yeah.
2: Um, well, we also, uh, one of the strategies was that uh, people from the group met with individual commissioners and I met with a commissioner that I actually voted for, and I mentioned that to her. <laughs> and, and she felt that, I, I asked her specifically, how did you feel about this this group you know, pressurizing the county commissioners in terms of uh, of doing th- something, and she said, no, it was good, and she wishes that we would continue to hold, in a sort of a expression like, feet to the fire. But I, for one, am very committed to the ending of the Palestinian oppression. So I do not want to be Taken off into a little so small parts on the side. Although the other issues are, are great and and need to be dealt with, I think there are people who are dealing with that better than I can. But I know what I can do in terms of uh, that's all Israel Palestinian. Not a problem, but oppression.
0: Well how can other activists learn from your work, what, what kinds of advice uh, can you give local activism coalitions that want to pursue similar activism in, in their local communities?
1: One thing I think um, is, is, is this relationship actually is really thinking about the work that's come before both in terms of Palestinian solidarity work and connecting with Palestinian activists um, in your own community and in, in movements like the South African anti-apartheid movement. There's a wealth of information in many of our communities um, that, you know, about doing similar BDS work. Um, and I think the other powerful thing for us was thinking about your um, elected officials as a target. I mean, you just, we were able to have access to the county in such a different way than when your target is a company or a corporation. Um, and so that was a, that was yeah, a powerful everything. thing for our campaign for sure, and then, yeah, I think just um, I mean at various times, we just really looked to all of the allies in town for helping us to figure out what was the most strategic way to move forward um, with a BDS victory, um, and how, as K. Robert is saying, to you know use our momentum and how we've built our group through this campaign and how we've strengthened our relationship to uh, with our allies to move forward. We have a working group looking at other BDS targets now. We have people looking at how, as JVP, we can support the organizing around mass incarceration and police profiling locally. That's led by African-American leaders here. Um, And we're doing a lot of work, most recently, around Islamophobia, and fighting Islamophobia in our community, which is also relationships that came from doing this work
0: together around Palestine. Well, thank you both so much. Um, if people want to get in touch with your campaign or Jewish Voice for Peace, where can they go?
1: We have a, a, web, a website and an email, ncarolina at jewishvoiceforpeace.org. And you can find us on Facebook, too, Jewish Voice for Peace North Carolina. Um, we also have a Tumblr that we used a lot during the campaign, durhamdropg4s.tumblr.com. You can see all of our faces. <laughs> and there's pictures of cats asking Durham to drop G4S. So feel free to look that up.
0: Jade Brooks from Jewish Voice for Peace and Kay Robert Volkwein, retired Presbyterian minister. Both of you are active in Durham, North Carolina. Thank you both so much for being with us on the Electronic Intifada podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And that's it for the Electronic Intifada podcast. For news, information, cultural features and reviews and pointed opinion and analysis, visit us online at electronicintifada.net. You can also post comments and sign up for our daily email digest. Follow us on Twitter at Intifada. Radio stations are free to use this podcast. And on behalf of all of us at the Electronic Intifada, thank you for listening.